Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Now, there's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there. So this one, at the real OJ32, is the only official one. So this should be a lot of fun. I got a little getting even to do. So God bless. Take care. Hey, this is the Eastside Johnny Big Redemption Life. Now I'm talking about... Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Papa Minnow, a.k.a. I will get to that in a bit just because I don't want to cut the music off too quickly. Um, but as always, I am joined by my trusty co-host, Gabe Eppard. Gabe, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. That is good to hear, and you sound like you're good on the mic this week. <laughs> Why are you hating, bro? Because trying to change my style. You just gotta, you just gotta learn to project. I do project. Um, not, not well enough. I just realized I didn't have my headphones on, so I'm like, why can I not hear anything? All right, this is, yeah, this is much better. I can hear myself a lot better now. Um, yes, this is episode 21. Thank you to everyone who's been listening on this journey. Um, shout out to everyone who hit us up about the past episode, episode 20, which was a huge milestone for us. Like I said, we will continue to keep going with this content. We are going to bring you guys more. We've got a lot more stuff coming on the way, uh, especially now that summer's here. Today's a fantastic day, so we can't really be complaining. Uh, like I said, today my name, a.k.a. is... There we go. Had to hit that for the folks. You know, my boy Drizzy shouting me out. <laughs> we doing big things on this podcast. We're getting bigger and bigger. Um, but yeah, for this episode... Why do you keep pausing? Sorry, the guy in the window was talking to me about something. I think he's going to vacuum the other room is what I hope is what he meant. But I did not know if that was what he meant. Um, but as always, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe. Like us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. The likes and reviews would be huge on iTunes. So if you guys could get that a little bit up uh, for any of the new listeners, just hit a quick five star. It's right on the app. That would be greatly appreciated. Helps us get noticed and does wonders for the podcast. This week, I'm back to being humble. So I'm not talking my shit on this episode. Uh, But I know a couple of you did like like me going on my rants for a little bit. So that might come back in a future episode or something. But today, I'm not really pissed off. So I'm in a good mood. But yeah, I'm back to being humble. Um, The Raptors are NBA champions. I still cannot believe it. Like I say it to myself and I'll smile and like it just... It's it, it's clicked more now that I, now that I've gone to the parade, I feel like it's clicked more and like I can accept that they're actually NBA champions, etched in history forever, and no one can take it away from us, uh, no matter how much they try with their stupid asterisks. But it's great, it's great. I don't know, I'm at a loss for words, but we've got a lot to talk about in terms of that championship, uh, the parade itself, and the night of. I think that's where we're actually going to start this podcast off, is because me and Gabe did happen to meet up. Right after Game Six had concluded with its 
shitty ending, to be honest. The way that game ended was terrible. Um, the refs would not just pretty much run the clock but, out. They I mean, just, I get it from the refs' perspective. Like, you don't want to screw that shit up. Like, the the time-wise and the review. Like, it did end it. it like, Yeah, but like they, it's like they kept going back. Like, Kawhi got fouled, so he had to go to the line. Instead of, like, instead of just, like, not calling that foul and just counting the basket and ending it, like, he had to go to the line to get those free throws. It was just a whole bunch of extra stuff that didn't have to be there. And for a city and country that was starving for a championship, I was pissed because I was like, man, just give us the chip already. Like, these guys felt like they're trying to take it away at the last minute. Like, fuck out of here. Yeah, well, they were just doing their job. But, yeah, let's talk about the night that we actually ended up meeting up after game six. We'll start off with um, – I do do have a little bit of a disclaimer as well, too, for any new listeners. This is not a sports podcast. I know for some of the repeating uh, listeners, you've heard me say that for probably the past three weeks because we have started off with well, the, the Raptors. Raptors um, but, yeah, the Raptors are in the we NBA playoffs, so, like, I, I do got to let people know. But for any new listeners, just to let you know, this isn't like a sports podcast. We just happen to have to talk about this because we're huge fans and this is the greatest moment in our history. We'll start off with the night of Game 6. Uh, Gabe does not know his directions in Toronto because I was posted up waiting for him at H&M at Young was, and Dundas. Yo, I can't believe you're holding this shit <laughs> and, over my head. And man. this guy did not. <laughs> I, was, I was literally full sprinting off the subway with people getting pushed over and like going wild. I went to the wrong sign in Toronto. I've only been here something years. Like, you can't blame me for it, right? I was caught up in the moment. I, my left was right. My north was south. Like... But it's not my fault. It just I was overwhelmed in like excitement in that. But yeah, it was you were so close and it took me like a half an hour to find you <laughs> when you were literally like right around I was the just I was literally just down Dundas and this guy was on young and he did not know that he had to just turn left and he would have seen me. Um the streets were absolutely insane. I've never seen anything like it. There were so many people outside, uh, which was great. And fireworks were going off. People were kissing in the streets. People were dancing, climbing a whole bunch of shit that should not have been climbed. Yeah. The scaffolding. Did you see the one, the video after the guy jumping from the winner's sign or whatever to the bus? Yeah, and then he busted his nuts on it. Nuts, man. No, no. There was a guy, he leaped off the building onto the bus. This oh, no, I didn't see that oh, one. Oh, man. It was insane. Like, yeah, that's... I can't believe no one died to be like or got like seriously injured. Like, yeah, for the amount of people that went out just on a limb for that night... It is surprising that no one got hurt. And they're, like, holding on things that were, like, I'm not sure it's supposed to hold that many people. Like, even the bus roofs, I'm surprised, didn't collapse. Like, yeah, that one really shocked me. Like, because later on, there was a glass that had broken, but it wasn't the top of the bus stop where everyone was standing and jumping around. So I was actually surprised that that part didn't fall down, which was shocking. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was insane. I can't really put it into words just how intense – and what a moment it was for the entire city of Toronto. Um, so, yeah, me and Gabe did eventually f- meet up. And then um, just to give you guys the backstory and, like, where we went, we basically started from Young and Dundas, made our way down uh, Young Street, went all the way to Scotiabank Arena, uh, went westbound to University, came back up, and then ended at uh, Nathan Phillips Square. And then from there, we just parted ways and both went home after. Uh, but that was the journey that we ended up taking. But that was still a long... That was like, well, we were down there over three, four hours? Like, uh, yeah, we were yeah we were there for a good three hours, yeah, walking around the city, just taking in everything. That long, but by the time I got home, it was like 4.30. Yeah. Um, and what, like we met up a little like before 1.00. Uh, we probably met up around like because I watched some of the championship stuff after yeah, like them survived. doing the trophies. So we met up probably around like twelve thirty one ish. Yeah, yeah, like around there. Because I remember looking at the phone, but yeah, it was like it was stupid. It was wild, man. And then like, when I was subwaying to you, so I was trying to get off at the Dundas one, um, and like the subway stop. And they locked us in. And so people started going nuts inside. They're like, okay, we're going to take, like, they wouldn't let us out at the Dundas stop. And so they took us down to, like, Queen. And people started pushing the inside, chanting, let us out, let us out. And when the doors finally opened, it was like, like a zombie apocalypse. And everyone just full sprinted out, like, their lives survived on it. It was one of the most surreal, like, human, like, interactions I've ever seen. Like, people just, like, foaming at the mouth to get out. And then just running through the subway. There was, like, hundreds of people, like, full sprinting. And it was, like, surreal. And then walking around. Did anyone fall? Yeah. Oh, man. People went down. People were shoving and pushing. But, like, still in a friendly manner. And, like, everyone just smiling. And, like, I was full Such sprinting. Such a Canadian way. Yeah. And I got, like, so competitive. Like, I was knocking or, like, running between girls. But, like, 
first through the finish line and everyone's running out. Yeah, but people are stupid nice, man. Like I've like I said, I was been down in the Vancouver um on game seven and stuff and like the atmosphere was crazy but it was still like i never felt threatened like all the pushing that was going on no one even like got in my face or anything so it was like still it was i, was, like, I don't know i was proud of toronto part of that too though is that vancouver lost yeah. that series when they should have won it true, so people true, were definitely but... visibly upset let's get to the shits let's get to the real shits old man gabe started dancing with the young guns, and these are like 18, 19, like 17-year-old kids. Bobby Shmurda um, was back in my day, though. <laughs> if they're going to listen to Shmurda, then it, uh, that's my jam. That's like playing some like James Brown, expecting old people not to get involved. Yeah, so the guy that pulled out the speakers, that was insane because, yeah, you just started dancing to Bobby Shmurda. And for whatever reason, you just felt compelled to start acting like you were in the music video. So you full-on like take off your hat, throw it in the air, and you yourself ended up losing your hat the same way Shmurda lost his in the video. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how you got that. I don't back, know how I got it back either. I lost the shoe at a all... time too, and everything. And like, I don't know. It was still like I watched that video. Like, it was still fun. I have no regrets. Well, yeah, for sure uh, not. Um, I'm glad I got in there. Uh, I'm young and hard, man. So music gets me Mosh going. Pit. I always like you. Always, I'm always out here dancing. Like I, I like this. Yeah, but I've never seen you dance like that. I've never <laughs> seen you mosh pit with the young blood. Yo, man, I went to like that was a whole another level <laughs> doing that shit, which is hilarious. I felt good. I like. Uh, yeah, it was uh, the Mo Bamba man. That's a yeah. That was yeah. that was a big. All I liked when they played getting that. Getting you actually. going too. I was like, who knows? I got to get in there. So. No regrets. Yeah, then I ran into a couple people that I happen to know in the city, which was pretty cool, just seeing a bunch of people um, who I know are like a Raptors fans and like I know them personally, just randomly in the crowd of millions of people. Somehow we ended up crossing paths, um, which was dope. We made our way down Young Street, like I said earlier, and then we got caught up in that... Uh, remember when we got caught up in the that mini stampede by the bus where everyone was like chanting, We the North on the bus, and then for whatever reason... When people were trying to get through, they just started pushing oh, each that's other. What, that's the only time people started like pushing a bit. It still wasn't that. Bad. It was yeah, it wasn't that crazy, but it was a little bit hectic. Yeah, to I, was, caught up that, in I was. I was. I got nervous at that point. Yeah, because I, I thought like, someone okay, was gonna get hurt. It, yeah, like if it like you know starts pushing, like people can die in that shit. Like it's crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. Like they have in smaller groups and stuff. So I was like, oh, uh, at first, but then it, we got out of there and it was fine. Yeah, we sur- we survived that. Um, had to find a bathroom because both of us really had to <laughs> yeah. had to piss. And literally, there's nowhere where you could take a piss in a like not stampede, but um, a crowd of that size because everyone is out and all eyes are everywhere. Yeah. So and there's nowhere where we you can just dr- like hit I, up. I wasn't drunk enough to go like normally. If I'm like gone, I'll just go in a corner. I don't care who sees, but. We were. I was actually. Yeah, we didn't drink that much. Yeah, we were way too close to sobriety. To, yeah, to, to yeah, exactly. To so face the city like that. Washrooms like civilized human beings, and there was a guy there who was going through the pepper spray struggle. Yeah, so apparently <laughs> someone had thrown uh, like pepper spray or like um, tear gas or something. It was pepper spray, it was bear spray. Oh, okay, and yeah, their eyes. A lot of people got their eyes fucked up. My brother had actually called me and told me that he ended up getting hit by that just oh, a little really? bit. Yeah. Um, so he couldn't really see through his eyes. Yeah, I saw um, the news and stuff afterwards, and I was like, oh, whatever. But I think one of the funniest parts about our trip was me, whilst me and Gabe were walking down the street, um, the first thing that happened that was pretty funny was we saw cops, and <laughs> just just because of the moment, we both gave him high fives, and then <laughs> instantly regretted it because, like, are we sellouts for high-fiving <laughs> the police right now? I, like, when I looked at you, I was like, we're such coons, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Uncle Tom's. Yes. Like, <laughs> so fired up, and then, like, the like dread that came down after i did that i was like fucking sell out i didn't have any dread i had like i was like what am i i'm like i'm on my like anti-police like vibe right now too just through like twitter and that yeah so i'm going through a phase and but, yeah. but the toronto police are, li- right, are yeah. a little bit better yeah than, I'm not, i than mean the they've States. got their problems but it's definitely not um california or, uh, we're not messiah like getting harassed by that guy, yeah so. yeah no it was and then the, also the funny part too do you remember this is when we were down at the um, – what is that place with the Toronto sign? We'll get to that because okay. there was another part before that that I think you forgot that was that, even I remember. Funnier. I found the video so of it. So we'd walked – when we walked down the street after high-fiving the police, um, we saw these Warriors fans leaving the arena. And there was these two – or no, like a group of like five Toronto fans that were having conversations with them. And me and Gabe just hopped into the conversation like last minute. So we didn't hear anything that had led up to what they were talking about. But all we hear from one guy's mouth is, fuck those kids and their education. <laughs> <laughs> and I started dying. Like, that was probably the funniest shit I ever heard. 
And yeah, me and Kate just looked at each other like, I have no idea what they were talking about, but we oh both God, just agreed and jumped in. Now. Yeah, we both just agreed and jumped in with them. We were just like, yeah, fuck those kids. <laughs> like, no idea what they were talking about. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, from there, we just made our way to Scotiabank. Uh, There's just more people um, around that area just dancing and listening to music and stuff like that, which was pretty dope. Um, and then, yeah, eventually when we made our way back to uh, Nathan Phillips Square, we actually saw this one chick who was walking down the street. Um, she was looking really good. Like, she was wearing a really nice outfit. But as she passed, like, it, as she passed by, it was just dead silent in the street because I felt like <laughs> everyone just... in the street just knew how fine this girl was <laughs> and wasn't sure if they should make an approach at her or literally just, like, let her go by. Let her go by. But we let her go by because no we're, we're yeah. gentlemen here. No one's so picking we, up at the parade. Exactly. Really. So we, we just let her bu- go by. We did not want to harass um, women. Yeah, she's already probably getting enough of it. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> but she was looking real good, though. I'm not going to lie. Oh, um, so there was that. And then, yo, uh, we finally made our way to Nathan, sorry, Nathan Phillips Square, um, where we saw a lot of debauchery going down. Um, there was people jumping into the water. Um, people wearing like underwear only and jumping into the water and swimming. And then we we ran into an African dude who yeah. who was literally just as distraught as we were. He was way more in. distraught. Okay, than yeah, he was probably he was way like, more. <laughs> He's like, I love this city, but that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, this is not funny. Did, did, you, did you see what the guy did to make him do that? Um, I don't know if you saw that part. Well, one well one guy had th- had shoved a sign into the water, no, which the, was insane. But why he made the why the Nigerian dude or whatever freaked out is because the guy scooped a handful of the water and drank it. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah that's you're right, what like you're right, sent you're right, the, you're right. the African dude over yeah. the edge. <laughs> He's like, no, no, like it's just like, and we're like, and like we all had the same thought, but his like, but his out, reaction, yeah, his outrage is like, yeah. I have escaped like a, like a city without like drinkable water, and you're gonna come here and do that bullshit in front of me, like. It was, it was, yeah, I was laughing so hard. Because we are all as, like, unimpressed as possible with that. Like, come on, man. Look at this shit. Yeah, look at, yeah, yeah. He was so mad. I was laughing. I was literally laughing, like, two days after that. Yeah, that was actually that hilarious. it was so funny. Yeah, that was filthy. Because that yeah, water is yo, not clean no, whatsoever. Like, there's, there's no There's, like, filter. 100 people in there jumping around. And, yeah, it's dirty as shit. Like, it's a skate pond for half the time. Like, come on, man. The craziest thing was, too, by that time, it was, like, 3.30 in the morning. So, it wasn't warm outside. Like, it was pretty chill. Like, not chilly, but it was definitely cold enough where if you were wet, you were definitely feeling the cold a lot worse than anyone else. Yeah. That was pretty much the rest of our adventure. Um, I had met up with some other people after, like Stuthers. Nothing really happened after. I just went back home to bed. But yeah, it was a good night. Um, incredible way to send off that Game 6 win and, and win a championship with just everyone being <laughs> proud in the city, uh, which was dope. And then on Monday, uh, I attended the championship parade. Wasn't really the greatest planned event in Toronto history. Um, from what I've heard, they'd started planning that three days before Monday. Um, so that was literally probably uh, literally the day after they'd won the championship is when they started planning it, um, which was poorly executed. I was at Nathan Phillips the entire time because that's where they were supposed to celebrate and put on a concert afterwards. Um, so I, And it's real close to my house. So I figured I might as well just stay there and then just wait for them to come through. They were scheduled to be there around 10. Um, I had originally planned to go to the gym real early and then come back and like start my day off that way. But when I went to the gym around like 6 o'clock, I'd seen a lot of people starting to get in there. So I just changed my mind, decided to make my way down there. Got in there at 7.30. I assumed that they were going to play like highlights or put on some kind of entertainment for us to watch whilst we waited for them. Um, eventually, they did end up getting the parade on the TVs. But it was poorly done because... They kept showing us segments out of order. So we would see them at certain areas and expect them to be there soon. And they were nowhere near where we expected them to be. So they were supposed to be there around like 1231. They didn't get there till like 334 ish. Um, a lot of people were dehydrated and passing out. Um, there was no room to move whatsoever. So if you left your area, there was no way you were getting back. I was pretty close to the stage. I wouldn't say I was right at the stage, and I wouldn't say I was super far, but I was like probably midway between those two, which was a good view, I guess. Uh, but yeah, they needed way more entertainment. They did not have enough music going on. They did not have enough um, things going on in the TV, like playing highlights. They could have played like the entire Raptors highlights from each game, and that would have kept us entertained. Um, some fights broke out uh, just because people were like really restless and tired of waiting. 
Um, people were crowd surfing fences. Uh, people climbed the arches of Nathan Phillips Square because they were bored. Uh, so, I mean, those were the things that kind of kept us entertained for a bit. But other than that, it was really poorly executed. Um, and then obviously there was, of course, that shooting. Uh, I hope that the victims of that do make a speedy recovery. None of them are life-threatening. And thank God no one died. You see the, 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 see all the videos of it too? Like- I saw the people like uh, moving out the way. So what happened when I was in, where I was located was the northeast entrance. And they were, it was walled off. So like there's literally nowhere you could go. And where the accident occurred was more southbound of where I was. So I just saw a bunch of people stampeding towards us and running. But no one had any idea why they were running towards us. Like I never heard any gunshots and I didn't see anyone scream. It was literally just people just shoving and pushing to get away from, I guess, the gunshots from back there. Um, there's some stabby stabbies too. Yeah, there was. Yeah, th- that was closer to Eaton Center. But yeah, there, that did happen. And to be honest, out of... Like, I don't want to sound insensitive here, but out of the 3 million people that made it, um, to only have, like, those four injuries occur, that's obviously, you don't you don't want any injuries yeah, to occur I mean, whatsoever. It's expected. But it's, like, yeah. You I, get I small kind of, towns with, like, 50,000 people in the States who have more murder. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we have that many people together. Yeah. It's not really. It's Yeah, it's not really a safe yeah. environment, to be honest. The crazy thing to me is just, like, the fact that there's just, like, women and kids there. Like, why would you even want to, like, risk something like that? Like, that's not hard. Like, you're not being cool about the doing anything. The mindset, though, like, like you have to be completely You're off. insane. Like, yeah, you're, like, you're like, absolutely not, stupid. Like, not just, like, hard. Like, you have to have, like, a like a mental illness. Like, to think that, like, shooting someone in that crowd, not even, like, in as a concerned, like, person for other people, because people are selfish, but, like, to do, like, you're obviously going to get caught, like... Which they did. You're gonna yeah, like you're gonna be that guy that caught an L at a Raptors per like you know what I mean? Like your face is gonna get plastered over the news ten times as much as normal. People are gonna hate you more than anyone. You're gonna be public enemy number like just the like thought process to get there has to be like insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like ridiculous. So screw that guy. And the other two guys who gang, were gang. also involved <laughs> who were also involved with it too. Um yeah, and a couple of my friends were kinda near it. Thank God that they gotten out safely. Um appreciate everyone else who'd like hit me up yeah. um our Gabe, group chat was yeah, our group chat was actually hilarious because gabe actually made a joke but because, because I, I but hold, on, hold on before 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 you before you defend yourself <laughs> um my battery was actually about to die so like i didn't want to be on instagram at that moment or like at any moment whilst the parade was on uh so jake uh sorry gabe had actually made a joke <laughs> just about my safety beforehand and then like i guess five or ten minutes had passed and he realized i didn't answer back yeah. so he started to get concerned he's like but yo i'm checking on you because i hope you're all right man <laughs> no because okay so i saw you like the comment right above m- like mine which i thought like in my head when i was looking quickly i thought it was you had already responded within the time limit of when this shooting had happened mm. right so when i first saw that so i made the comment i was like oh i'm like this would actually be pretty good for the podcast like if pop got shot <laughs> we could like we could ride that into like some more fame which i still stand by i mean if it wasn't life-threatening even if it was if he died i could replace him and okay, still get relax <laughs> but anyway so and then i went back and then like i was chilling for 20 minutes i looked back i was like oh shit he didn't actually comment <laughs> within this time frame so he could actually be down so then i was starting to freak out i was like man man what like i was like okay like answer man like i thought you saw that and then i was worried and i was just like if he like read those <laughs> like imagine you bleeding out and those <laughs> yeah those are the, those laughing, are the last like, things i read before i die slow, yeah just slowly i was like oh no was like, look at all this clout we could get for the podcast <laughs> if you just like, took a bullet like, yeah you're just getting vibrations on your phone like uh so then i started to get worried and then he finally answered and i had to check on a couple more of my boys too but uh yeah, yeah no i was i was safe it was funny to me to be honest like in the moment yeah of course uh, it's funny once he it. didn't die um, but yeah it's like even <laughs> but if, if i, I trampled or something i feel pretty guilty um but yeah, no, I, I will say this, though, about the parade, despite it being like poorly planned and executed, the energy of when they did come on was absolutely insane. Just having like millions of people chant for like Kauai, uh, the millions of people who booed um, Doug Ford, Doug Ford when he out. walked on. Fuck that guy. That was probably the best part of everyone just booing him. Um, and yeah, all the energy uh, people yelling, like one of the things that I found was super dope was when Patrick McCall walked onto the stage, like all the people in the crowd started chanting three P, three P, three P. How was, did he smile? Um, like, was he yeah, laughing? no, he smiled. He, he had like a good chuckle. Freddie got a lot of love. Who's my guy. Like, yeah. I know we went through some hard times yeah. at the beginning of the playoffs, but, um, I like the fact that everyone chanted his name and gave him a lot Danny of props as well too. Danny came out with some self-deprecation Yeah, too, Danny, right? Danny took a page out of your book. Yeah. He literally came out and was like, I know I didn't really help much, but then yeah. the crowd like cheered him up afterwards too. 
He like he wasn't the he, absolute was just, worst, but, like, still, but yeah, and like his defense is still always yeah, solid. his defense is still pretty For how good. Unathletic, he looks at times. He's one of the best defenders in the league. Like and he's who, solid. Like, yeah, he was a better like during the regular season. Like he was just as good of a defender. Like obviously, um, Leonard has more responsibility on the offensive end, but Danny Green is a. Like, he'll always have a place in the league, even when his shot's cold, because of how good his defense is. He's the best, like, um, two-on-one defender probably in the league, too. So, uh, And who knows where he'd be? Real fans notice that shit. Yeah, without yeah. his, like, performance Without his performance in game three. Maybe so. we don't have home court because he, you know. He doesn't like, yeah, exactly explode season, for that game. He's one of the best three-point so. shooters during the regular season. So. Yeah, that was a thing. I hope we get him back, man. He was, uh, he was, on, he was on Hot 97 this morning. No, uh, he's on the Breakfast Club. Get Breakfast it straight. Club, whatever, man. <laughs> Same dude. Whatever radio show that's not as good as this one in New York. <laughs> yeah. um, saying that he's talking. You see that, though? He's talking about coming back and stuff. So yeah, he said now, he- now there's even more, though, because he's like, if Leonard comes back and they like, and I think. He said it depends on what other guys are going to do for him to make a decision on where he goes. And also depending on, I guess, the money. Yeah, obviously um, the money, too. But I think he'll get. I don't know. He's always talked. He's always said he loves Toronto and wants to come back. Like, he's never been shy about it, like, during the regular season. Stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, so hopefully. But now just more pressure, even though him saying that with, like, Leonard, because then Charlamagne was like, oh, you would join him in L.A.? He's like, I just might. And it's like. Uh, yeah. Well, he's, he, like, hinted that he's, he's like, it's possible. He said he'd want to play with him. He's not, yeah. He never said but, it's guaranteed that he Yeah, but still, him. come on. Don't tell me to make you a bit more, like. Yeah, a little bit nervous. Yeah, but. like, if we lose him, we might lose Danny Green, too. Like. You see Six Bus say that the Niagara thing? What I saw because he was at Niagara Falls, it meant that um he was enrolling his daughter. Yeah, someone in said why did they, people that's not happening. I don't yeah. think that's what it was. They're I think sm- he was just there to visit the falls. To be yeah, honest. they're smart enough to like they're not gonna they know then how the tabloids work. They're yeah, exactly. Let that chick get out. Like that's just fake text, man. There's so much the media like sp- like all those things. The same with the Harden stuff and like all that. Like you can't even trust like ninety percent of the news. Like people are just. We're like competing with themselves now, trying to get out there like ahead of everything with bullshit ass news. Yeah. So I honestly, at this point, like I just don't even want to read it and just wait till like shit actually gets confirmed. Yeah. Before we move in, because I do want to move on to some other stuff, but I do just want to make some final um, announcements. Can we get like heartfelt for a second and just tell the world what it means that they won? Thirty seconds of like. Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, you two- you can start. Well, you you're the one who wanted to Man, start like, the segment. So I, I honestly, I after the game, I started watching. For I was at home, and I legit for seventy two hours spent twelve hours a day just watching Toronto highlights. So yeah, like every single little thing, and like honestly, like at one point, like I stopped and I was like actually getting like emotionally, like torn up. Yeah, because it just I I, I get it now. I made it fun of all those like teams that had fans like Cubs never won, like the Eagles hadn't won it forever, and they're getting so like you know oh it's the best day of my life. I was like, okay whatever, but like I fully get it now. Like it actually. Just, like, watching it since, like, the Morris Peterson days, Vince Carter and that, and to see that and be around it all was just, like, heavy, man. And I don't know. Like, it just And to be here all these years and, like, to be here when they win that championship and I was struggling to decide what city I should live in, if I should move back to the States, stay in Van, like, blah, blah, blah. But sports is part of what kept me in Toronto. And, like, my heart's always been to Toronto sports team since I was a child. Yeah. And so to see that for me and stuff and like it's been a struggle man after like going through grad school again and all that like it was just the cherry on top and like reaffirmed my decision to stay here and to like create a life here and to have that like in my first year back um was just like it it meant something to me and like to see all the people love the city made me fall in love with the city more so it was just uh it was it was special man it was a special special uh playoff run I could not imagine like me not being in Toronto when this had gone down. Like it would be devastating like if I had stayed in like Ottawa or something like that and not seen the Raptors win a championship in Toronto. Like that would just have crushed my soul. So yeah, like you said, just to piggyback some of what you said, coming back to Toronto after finishing university, like it just meant that much more to see them win in this city and from watching them since I was a 6-year-old kid and watching that Vince shot and having that be redeemed. like When the playoffs had started, um, I think my intention was, yeah, I obviously want to go to the finals and even win a championship. In the back of my mind, like I never really expected it. I was more saying, like, what do we do with Kawhi? Like, I hope we can re-sign him. And I think that the best way for that to happen would have been to either go seven in the Eastern Conference Finals in like a close way or to go to the finals like just let alone get to the finals would have been enough to probably keep them. So 
when they actually won the championship, um, it was just kind of hard for me to fathom that they'd actually won the championship because Toronto's been through so much heartbreak and so much shitty seasons yeah. like Bargnani and like uh, Jason Capono, <laughs> guys who just never panned out for us the way we expected them to. Um, Demar- Demari Carroll more recently, um, Arujao, like bad draft picks. Um, just so Colangelo. much. Yeah, Colangelo. Just so many bad things that happened to the city. Like I never really thought I'd see a championship this early. Like Even, I always expected to see a championship. Maybe when I was like, yeah, maybe like when fifty like 40s or, like, or like yeah, sixty or something like that. But to see it at twenty six when I'm still young and spry, like, is an absolutely incredible feeling. Um, afterwards from Game Six, just because of how it ended, I didn't really cry. Um, but all the emotion definitely flooded into me. Um, and I felt it afterwards. So like I said earlier, it still hasn't really processed that they're the champions. But now when I look at it, like I can actually see, like, yo, we are the effing champs, um, and no one can ever take that away from us. So it, well, it, it's it's been great. Also, I'm, like, so happy watching all the videos um, for Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Like, out of all the players and stuff I'm happy for, dude, like, he just – like he just generally looked like so, so happy, happy yeah. and when I didn't really think, and about, he's taking the most slander yeah, out of I, anyone so much. Like even when he came to Toronto, like all of that shit, and like I didn't really, it didn't really click how much it would mean for him until after they won, um, and to see it, and then to see his personality carry out there. Like obviously Leonard's getting all the shine and stuff, rightfully so. Yeah, but to see how much it means to Lowry and the happiness and him and like Masai seem so far apart. The beginning of the season versus them. I never really bought into that. But, but like they were like they were they were, they admit it. They're just working partners though. Like yeah, I don't think yeah, they hate yeah, each yeah. other. But to see them hug it out though at the end of the year and both be in tears and like he's he's just a legend now and I'm I'm happy for the guy. I said this earlier to you before. Um, if he'd made that shot in Game Five, I think that would have been a great way to end his story. Um, for him to shoot that in Game Five would have been a great way to end his story because then literally you could not slander him. But I think him coming back in Game Six and yeah, just opening showing it, yeah, out in the first, just showing out in the first half alive, and stuff, like, yeah, was uh, maybe even a better story for him going forward. That's how I've always viewed um, people's basketball IQ. Like how you talk about Kyle Lowry really tells me how much you know about basketball. Because if you solely look at what he does on the scoreboard and not what he contributes to the team, otherwise. I can tell you don't really like follow basketball that well, or your IQ for basketball isn't that high, I should say. Um, but yeah, no, it's great to see him become a champion, and I think that's a great way to wrap up yeah. this segment. Let's move on to... I did want to talk about the Maasai thing, um, just because of the fact that the United States judicial system is pretty shitty, and now that cop that he shoved um, is going to be pressing charges, claiming that he's been going through concussions and um, been feeling sick and he's on medical leave. Uh, but that's just a load of bullshit. The thing that worries me, like I said, is the judicial system is corrupt. Um, and despite having like a reasonable defense and there being video evidence, um, this only comes up simply because the cop's racist and he's black. Um, well, if this was someone else, like like if this was someone else who wasn't as high as Masai, like this could be a lot of trouble. But because I think he's affiliated with the NBA – it's likely that nothing's going to come of this, and I hope that nothing does. Yeah, but because this is what young black men in America go exactly, which is the sad thing, is because yeah, there's no videos for them to save them or anything like that. And I don't really want to stay on this point for too long. I do want to move on, but I did just want to mess mess <laughs> mention that uh, just so like people know what's going on in terms of his situation. So this specific cop too, uh, a few years ago, got caught retweeting white supremacist stuff on Twitter. Um, not liking because everyone can like things by accident, but actually retweeting. Yeah, and then deleting it not for like hours later. Um, this very same cop. So, the audacity of the police force to like go through this and still like try to charge them after all these bad looks is just ridiculous. Another thing to mention too is that this guy did hire like a high profile civil rights attorney. Uh, apparently, that guy's name is David Mast. Dengi, to go against um, to go against Ujiri, yeah. What? So uh, we'll see what happens with that, but hopefully, like Masai can get off with nothing coming of this because it was it's complete bullshit. Like he had his credentials, and this guy just decided to profile him yeah. during such an incredible moment for that team. Like Masai had to be taken out of the moment, and then uh, thank God Kyle was there and like kind of brought him back into the fold and like made him remember that we just won a championship. But like, yeah. for you to go through that when you just had the highest moment of your career. Uh, it's just a shitty thing to happen to have it ruined a little bit by racism. 
Um, we'll move on to music now because this is a music podcast and we did just spend the first like 30 minutes talking about sports. Uh, Drake dropped the two championship songs after the Raptors had won the NBA Finals. They actually were supposed to come out the Thursday night slash Friday morning, but he was out partying in Vegas with the team, so he took some time on that. Um, but yeah, the two tracks are Ormeta, Ormet, Omerta, Jesus Christ, I cannot speak today. And uh, what's the other one? Money in the Grave, I think, yeah. is the second one with Rick Ross. Yeah, with Rick Ross. Um, yeah so how do, how do you? Okay, yeah. So how, we we talked a little bit about this, but how do you feel about the two tracks? I like them both. I think the first one gives me that. Um, what was that? Diplomatic community or whatever the old. Yep, diplomatic community. Yeah, that gives me the vibe. Like it, I, it was one of. I didn't like it as much till like second or th- like third or fourth play. I, I like. I can see how you don't like the. I mean, it is a pretty like generic like formula of the Rick Ross verse and the beat type. Yeah. Um, but it's still you only get to feast on that. Rick Ross doesn't put out much music, so uh, especially lately. So I like it. I mean, I've already been working out to it and stuff the last couple. Um, days, um, so I'm feeling them both. I don't know. I, I also wanted some more. I thought I was gonna get some like fresh, fresh Drake, which I get. He didn't have time to, but I want some. I want some Drake reference or to the Raptors too. Yeah, so that well, was my only disappointment from it. He is in Turk and Caicos right now in album in mode. I mean, according yeah, <laughs> according to his Instagram, he's been spamming it. Um, all day long with a bunch of photos. So he's in album mode. So we know he is dropping an album. Uh, we did happen to speak about what it, a Drake album would mean. This year, uh, I feel like I'm kind of draped out to be honest. Yeah, I know. And I th- even though, even though like the Raptors did win a championship, I I would kind of really wish he would hold out a little bit before dropping this because it seems like he's probably going to drop this but he somewhat soon. Said he wasn't dropping this summer though, didn't he? No, I think he's always had dropping like around this time on his mind. Um, and and dropping these two songs, oh, I guess we were just talking if we wanted. It. Yeah, we were talking if we wanted it. Uh, these two songs kind of confirmed it, um, along with. Him hopping on that Chris Brown record as well, too. I didn't because... like the Chris Brown record. Everyone likes it, but I didn't like it. Wow, I'm surprised. That's a really good song, though. How could I you not like I just, it? I don't like. I don't dislike it. I'm just I'm like not... Chris Brown did his thing, and then he let Drake do his thing uh, on both no, verses. I feel like it was really good. But yeah, like you'd said before, uh, I didn't really like Money in the Grave, and I still don't, just because it's just so mid to me. It's like rick ross's verse is mid drake's verses are mid like the beat is generic i could see why it's blowing up and everyone likes it uh because it's a banger so like it's gonna go off in the clubs and it's gonna it plays well in like the car i guess it's a good car song yeah and I, and I guess it's like a little bit good for getting ready for summer um but outside of that i really thought omerta was the way better song just because he just goes bar for bar and i think that's when i really like drake is when he goes bar for bar on songs um, somebody tweeted this out. I think it was Kaz. Uh, he said he should have just called this 10 p.m. in Oakland, yeah. which would have been way doper because sick. I love, yeah, yeah, I love his AM PM series. So that would have been dope if he'd called it that. And it would have fit right into um, the theme of, of what he does on those AM and PM series. But like you just touched on as well, too, I expected Drake to throw more Raptors stuff into these verses. Um, I guess, like you said, I think he probably he recorded. Yeah, he probably recorded this a little bit earlier, so I expect to see that on his album where he mentioned some things about the Raptors. Um, one thing I will say about Drake, and this is going to be a criticism, so for any like Drake stands out there, um, your feelings might get hurt a little bit. Um, Drake is really good at bringing the attention towards himself, despite the circumstances not being about him like the Raptors have won a championship and he took a prime opportunity to be like hey I'm dropping two songs uh everyone should listen to them and I think that's where the whole idea of Raptors lyrics kind of stem from because of the timing people expect him to talk about the Raptors but it seemed more now like it's just promo for his upcoming album another thing too when at the parade he was giving his speech during the Raptors ceremony. And he also happened to sneak in the fact that OVO Fest is coming back. So he always finds these ways to just make a moment about him uh, more when it's usually something bigger than him. And he tries, he tries and capitalizes it. You don't get to where Drake is by not doing that. Oh, of course. Like, I'm not saying it's wrong of him to do that. Um, I just think there's certain times where he might want to like kind of pull back a little bit. The two songs I'm cool with. That's fine. Drop your two songs. You're affiliated with the Raptors. Drop those songs. That's fine. The parade announcing OVO Fest at the parade, uh, 
Like, I, I understand it. There's millions of people out there, so you might as well throw that out. And that's a great move in terms of marketing. But it just seems a little bit gaudy to me. Like, let let the moment be about the Raptors more so than yourself I mean, there. As much as people, even if you're not a Drake fan and stuff, though, like, they're so attached to the hip by now. And, like, no matter what, if you don't yeah. like him. No, I, I love him. I love Drake. Like, I'm not a hater. No, I, just, I, I, I just, there's certain things that he does no, that kind of just irk me a little bit. I that, too, but I also... That's show business, baby. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, it is what it is. And like that, if it was any other artist or something, I'd be like, oh my god, rolling my eyes. With at this point, just what I expect for Drake, and he's done enough for the city and stuff to that I give him a pass for for this stuff. But I also kind of get where. But it, also, I hate though is how people like, complain like the whole time, like because ABC and stuff would show Drake so much. Yeah, people complain about him, like you're literally tweeting about Drake nonstop. Like all the people who complain about him are the ones talking about him. The no, the, the best the best complaint was when we were facing Milwaukee and Budenholzer and that other guy spoke to the media and said it was shameless for Drake to be cheering the way he was cheering yeah. and him rubbing Nick Nurse's shoulders as if Drake had ran up to him and rubbed his shoulders. But that's how I knew we were going to win that series because I was like, you are mentally weak if you're letting Drake, of all people, be the reason yeah. for what you're complaining about after losing – um, losing the second game in Toronto, like that. Your mind should be on basketball, at, at, not yeah. on what Drake is doing on at, the sidelines. All that outside shit is what's paying these NBA player bills. Like the drama and all that of like the like the storylines within that is helping grow the sport so much. Oh yeah, like, for the Drake sure. stuff, just like all that stuff. There's the narrative that's so much more than the actual game. It can be annoying at times. I get it. But it's also, like, it's what's helping the sport grow and getting huge. And, like, I know so many girls are getting into it and stuff like that for the storyline and shit like that, too. So, I don't know. I just, I just wouldn't be complaining about it. Like, it's great for the sport. News on the streets is Drake is starting his own label. Um, this is yeah, outside of OVO. Uh, this is called Frozen and Moments. Apparently took cash money off um, his stuff, too. Yeah, so the two records that he played were originally marked with the cash money records label but they'd been changed later to frozen moments so i guess this means that drake's new album is going to be on his own label called frozen moments i don't know how ovo is going to fit into that or if just ovo is just going to be his brand and collective and then the frozen moments is going to be his new label that he just signs artists and music uh people to um but yeah he is starting his own label um the odd thing to me though is that um, I don't know what his other deal was because there was that Forbes interview with Birdman and um, the other dude from Cash Money, and they both spoke about how they'll forever be slim. Yeah, they'll forever be in business with Drake. That was a so, while ago, right? That was like a couple months that ago. That creepy one. Yeah, the like creepy video like, where like they him and like I'm gonna own this nigga forever. Exactly. And pretty like, much him saying that. Yo, Birdman's pure. So, evil. so I don't know if that stems from. From Drake having his old albums with Cash Money, I I I don't know if that's it, or if Birdman is also going to be involved somewhat he, with these new albums and the new label I, that Drake is going to be putting out. I don't know if it's true, but what I think he was insinuating is the future, like. But that's I, what if that's what it felt like to me. But, but it also, but if I think about it logically, I feel like it it could also just be because they own a part of his catalog and people stream Drake constantly. They're always going to be making money off of him, but yeah, like you said, no, the way he said the, it, the, the way, way he said it, it did sound like it was futuristic. It, and it's also Birdman. You're not going to let like that guy's probably one of the most greedy people in any sort of business. Yeah, and is like he obviously has people. He has like people in the grave, like he, who owe him money essentially to the extent of anything to uh, keep that money uh, coming in. So I, th I think if at minimum he's trying to at least keep that illusion too. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that's right. It, that that interview was so like uh, I had to the interview was fine. It was just when he, yeah, it was, it was just when he yeah, said that like, part. I was like, whoa, what? And then, but remember, there was the interview like a year or two we, ago. We too, forever gonna like, be in business. Put with some Drake. respect on my name. Like he's just the guy's crazy. Uh, and there's no one who leaves Cash Money that has good for him to say. And people keep signing with him, but there's no one who ever gets out of their deals. And speaks fondly of uh, Birdman. So I don't know why motherfuckers keep signing with him. Well, during during that interview, they actually brought it up because he has had a bad track record. One of the reasons why is because Birdman has shown that he can take people and be, make them superstars. So the whole Young Money, Nicki Minaj, Drake, Lil Wayne, all those guys became superstar acts. 
So he's got a really good business sense where he can take your career from whatever it is and elevate you to the next level. So that's something that's appealing to other people. Like you're still going to make your money, but at the same time, he's obviously just going to make way more yeah, off of you. The argument and though is not as much being like how much like he probably has an eye for talent. But how much was that him signing? But but they do a lot though. It's not it's not so much just them signing and then letting them run free. Like True. he has so many connects I, that he pushes I, I, I those guys like forward. I don't want to pretend like I know what's what either. Like we both are guessing how much he actually does. And well, no, I'm not guessing. I know for a fact that he does no, a lot behind the like, scenes like, because but yeah, but there's a difference because between... he's he owns his label. So he he's the guy who's pushing the music forward. Like he's got he's got uh, he's got business connections. He's got. Um, people that he knows in the industry. So it's not so much him just being like, oh, these guys are putting out their music. Like, here you go. Do whatever you want. It's yeah, but he behind the scenes, he's helping promote those artists but you, to another level. But you all the guys who got buried on the Cash Money label too, though. Yeah, but I mean, everyone who's been on Cash Money has been relevant, though. That's but, the thing. I mean, yes, yes, guys have fallen off and and become no, irrelevant No, but guys that just never took off. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. There's been guys like that who've but, also no, never I, taken I, play. I agree. Juvenile, like uh, Manny Fresh, like yeah, all but, those guys. Like, there's been a lot of guys who've done decently well within cash money, but at the same time, too, yes, there's been guys who've been fucked over by them as well, too. Yeah, I agree with you, but I, just, I think, but I think honestly, Tyga being a another lot of one. those guys' arguments, though, are the ones that do feel, and again, I don't know how much they're right, but I think a lot of those guys who are mad and feel like we would have done this anyways type things and they didn't get their percentage of it. And yeah, that, that, I'm sure, I'm sure like, they have those feelings, like Drake and Nikki. Probably would have blown up no matter what. Yeah, like, I'll agree with Drake. Um, and that, like, if they're on Interscope or something, but obviously, like, I don't. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I think Birdman does put in a lot of work. Yeah, I, I think but it's easy to say you, that you he just that those guys are just going to be many talented. People have been like this dude is like evil and rips off people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many people out there who are going to be like Birdman is shady as hell. Um, so you can't. I just don't. There's other people who can push you without that, like, without that background of being like, I rip everyone off. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs> I ain't got no more talking. Let's rock. Moving on, we are gonna end uh, with these last few stories. I do want to touch on the NBA before we close. Um, Summer is gonna be all Toronto and music. Yeah, we're definitely gonna do get back to our roots. Um, this Lakers trade for AD. What are your thoughts on it? Literally, after they're going to release everyone and stuff, they literally will have the Lakers have three players. We're going to have to yeah, see what they're so, do. It'll be Kuz, AD. It won't even be AD yet because he won't be on the team till the sixth. And LeBron and, like, one other guy. So we got to see what they what they do. Yeah, I think it's a little bit too early to ask And it's going to be question. the same thing, though. The narrative, like, they'll start out, like, 20 and 10, lose, like, three games in a row. People like, blah, blah, Like, I hate pretending, like, I know what's up or whatever. It doesn't matter till May comes around anyways. So... Um, I don't know. Like, I don't. I wouldn't go for Kyrie or even Kemba. I just get like some solid shooters and stuff around uh, as well. So we'll see. Uh, but as of right now, I mean, you gotta like their chances, especially with having two of the top five best players in the NBA on your team. Not regardless, but you can surround them with like lesser talent and still be good. The Lakers only have cap space of 23 million um if ad doesn't kick his trade um his trade deal bonus yeah and uh they are trying to move some players yeah, to get more around to open up some cap space as well too if they wait till the 30th they'll have 32 million dollars which allows them to sign a max player uh but i don't think they really want to do that just because there's so many things that can happen in the off season um, and especially with... So will um, they have to wait to the 30th, though? Because I feel like all the other people are going to get signed pretty quickly. Yeah, which is why I don't think they want to wait till the 30th. So they're likely probably going to be handicapped into moving uh, moving this on the 6th, which works better for them, in my opinion. Like you said, they don't need another max player because another max player just takes away from their depth. So the idiots that I'm seeing on ESPN, uh, Damon Jones, shout-outs to you, and Ryan Hollins, who... Honestly, I I, yo, I did not know how much I did not like I'll this guy until no, I saw until I saw him talk on first take. He was filling in for Stephen A. Smith. I didn't realize how stupid 
of a guy this guy was. I clicked on the first video, and I just saw, I was like, why does this have so many dislikes? Then I went to the comments. Literally every Everyone. comment is like, Ryan Hollins is shit. Get him off the show. I'm not watching. People are like, I'd rather hear Molly interrupt for the next <laughs> 20 minutes than to have Ryan Hollins back on here. And I understand why. That He's guy's an absolute bozo. Like, I don't He's think so dumb. Anyone. He's actually so dumb. I don't even, th- I don't even remember his playing career, really. But I think he's like he played for the Mavericks for a bit. Yeah, I played on Brooklyn too. I think. Yeah, he's like I think universally so. disliked though. It's it's actually so funny about how much I don't think anyone's been like I've never heard anyone be like I'm a Ryan Hollins fan. Yeah, he's, like, I've seen people defend Skip and Stephen A. and all those people, but I don't think anyone's ever. He is terrible, Ryan Hollins. Like, like Kellerman had told I don't him. Even watch Kellerman had told him that they didn't have enough money to sign a Mac player and this guy kept talking about how they're just going to get another player and Damon Jones was like like hopping in agreeing with him I'm like Damon shut up Damon's also an idiot yeah um but yeah anyways back to my point they don't need another Max player because that just we just saw a team win the championship with a star and role players and in this league you don't need to have uh, a big three anymore I think like Two-star players is suitable, and you can have a team that has depth. Like, we saw that depth is important. You need at least up to eight guys, eight or nine guys that you could play in the playoffs. Like, that is important because if injuries happen and you or matchups happen and you can't uh, adjust to those matchups, then you're screwed. And that's what happened with Golden State when, when Durant went down. Um, and obviously, them having injuries with uh, Igudala and a little bit on Steph's side, and then obviously Clay. Like those guys were so banged up that they just couldn't get over the hump because of all their injuries and the lack of depth that they had. So with LeBron and especially with AD, who we just saw needs a guy needs a team with shooters. Both those guys play similar ways where if you have shooters around them, that team will be disgusting. So just sign a bunch of role players. You can get guys like Brooke Lopez. I know, I know they got rid of him. Is he gonna come back though? I don't think he'd come back. I think he was like scorned because they could have kept him. Like, yeah, that's the thing. I, I know they got rid of him, but like, just to throw that name out there, he'd be a good guy. Yeah, that he they would could be get. a good like, fit. He'd be incredible. F- yeah, he. <laughs> he. Well, you know what, Rob? You know what Rob could do? Rob could be like, hey, that was that was on that magic. Was, yeah, yeah. He could, even if it magic. wasn't, he could. <laughs> yeah, put yeah, it yeah, all. Yeah, I was very mad if I was Rob. Though I was gonna say that. I was gonna be like, yo, just very. We know he's a liar too. Yeah, Rob Blink is a liar, so he could definitely be like, yo, this is all. If I was Rob, I'd be happy the way MJ Magic went out. Yeah, you could be like, that was all magic. Everyone's turned on him. Like Magic's insane. Like the age is starting to eat his brain finally. Like, we don't even listen to this guy. Uh, you see him <laughs> tweeting after? He's like, great move by yeah, Rob. And so yeah. I was like, this audacity. No, 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 no. It was worse than that because he- The audacity. He, con- he congratulated everyone before that. He congratulated Jeannie Buss, congratulated, like, the management stuff. And then he was like, oh, yeah, just one-liner. Good job, Rob. I didn't, I, I didn't even notice that. But just the audacity to oh, say man. anything. Like, chill those Twitter fingers. What are you doing, man? Well, I mean, he's not affiliated with them anymore. No, I know, but like you, you already look bad. Like you got buried in the media, and those like you got it, those tweets. Like he was getting killed on the replies. Like yeah. no, like oh, I couldn't believe it, man. That guy, that guy. They could get a guy like Lopez would be a perfect fit. He's a, a big that can shoot threes. Um, Harrison Barnes would be a good fit. Um, guys like Harrison Danny Barnes Green. That money down though. Danny Green, I think he's gonna um, renegotiate. So here's another thing for too. For less though, like no, I think for probably similar around and have like, a long longer contract. Same with Horford too, apparently. Uh, well, yeah, Horford wanted a longer deal because it's his last yeah. deal. He's 33, so this is gonna take him to 37. He wanted four years, and they were offering him three years. Um, so he wanted another year on top of his contract. Excuse me, they couldn't get it done. One thing with Horford, it is 30 million, which is a lot of effing money. It's going to be hard for him to find that somewhere else. But I think he probably knows that some other team, like he probably heard some other team has interest in him because I don't think you just th- turn down $30 million and have no backup plan. Um, another thing I want to mention too is that because of the injuries to Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and now Golden State saying that they're going to sign those guys regardless of the luxury tax that they're going to go into, which is insane because it's eventually, if they do sign both of them, that's eventually going to cost them $1.6 billion. And I don't care how rich you are, you do not want to pay that in taxes. But there's so much money out there now, and there's so many teams who need to sign players that there's more money than I think there are players that can be signed. So even though guys are opting out, I know a lot of them are restructuring with the teams that they want to be with, but there's also other teams who will 
probably throw that money out there because they have to spend it. They can't they can't keep that money and just like move on from it. So those teams have to spend that money. If guys opt out, there's money to be had. So they they'll get it regardless. So like guys who probably don't deserve like max deals, like a Horford, he might be able to get that money back because there's other teams with the money. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I did want to talk about Harden and CP3. I'll just say this one thing about it. If this if there's any year for them to get over the hump, it's this year now that Golden State's hurt and the West is kind of in shan- not shambles, but it's just so wide open with so many moving pieces. Like You don't know what's going to happen next. You want to have your continuity. You've had a good team. I, I get it. They've played poorly in the playoffs. They also are looking at Jimmy Butler as a potential third guy to pair with these oh guys. God, though. It's um, the storm is fucking... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how he would fit into that, but I, I feel like some of the reports are a little bit taken okay. out of context as well too. But I I was with you until this morning when then I started reading. More. We've got four minutes, by the way. So uh, I I was with you till this morning, and then Maury did this before too. Though they came out and said there's no problem before they release Mello, and then two days later they came and released Mello, and then there was also a lot of reports saying. Chris Paul only came out to say that because he's t- you'll tank your value completely. Yeah, it's it's kind of easier to say like right after it comes it out, and then yeah, and then I'm actually do like I was I was I was the way like at first I didn't believe it, but now this morning I'm actually starting to buy into the reports. Um, again, I think it's still being dramatized, but I still think there is truth to this. And if Houston could find someone to take on Paul's contract, which I which no one is going to do, they will. Um, then, yeah, they would do that trade in a second. I think there is some animosity, but I don't think it's as much. I don't think it's the end of the world if they don't get traded. Yeah. But I still think Paul does want out. I think some of it's a little bit overblown as well, too, because during a season, you go through those ups and downs where guys kind of get irritated with each other. So, I mean... I don't know if all the reports of what they said is true, but I mean, if there is like certain instances where they do uh, argue with each other or whatever, because um, I know Chris Paul was frustrated about not getting the ball as much. So, I mean, that's kind of standard. Like that's just on D'Antoni having to change his coaching style, which can be easily fixed. Like you want to stick together where this West is pretty wide open. And this is pro- and if you keep your team, you're probably the favorites to finish one or two. So you want to keep your continuity and what you've had going for you and take advantage of the Warriors being injured for the next year um, because anything can happen in a year. We just saw it with uh, the Raptors winning the championship. I didn't okay, – I, to be honest, I didn't watch that many Houston games this year. Has Paul really lost that much of his, like, step from compared to the year before? Uh, well, watching him in the playoffs, he was pretty poor. I mean, during the season, he was injured. So yeah, I watched the he didn't really series, he didn't really play that but much. Like I, he always but yeah, those previous yeah no those previous so. those previous series he wasn't that good as well either. Like he was not scoring as much. He just wasn't playing the same way. He, I think he'll be better this does. year than last year though. Like, I don't know. He's getting older though. Yeah, so but it's with just the like, whole year, like he like you know he I, had I, that I, last year as well too though. But he didn't have no. But his injuries were actually last year. Whereas now it's like a full season to recover. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see what happens. Um Hopefully he it's can. Not like his game relies on athleticism that much, but yeah, he is, yeah, he'll be what? What is he coming up on thirty six now? I think he's gonna be yeah thirty six or thirty seven yeah. going into this year. Yeah. So they they definitely have to find a way where both those guys can get the ball a little bit more and like share it evenly rather than the offense solely running through James Harden. That'll do it for episode twenty one of the Pops Culture Podcast. You're either you, with you us are, or against us, ho. <laughs> facts. You are telling the truth there. Yeah. Uh, continue to like, rate, review on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We will be back next week for another episode. Thank you guys again for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Peace. I'm out, man. That nigga's tripping. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.